Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today is, I don't even know what to call you now, I guess, officially <laughs> you are the, the new head coach of UNC Wilmington, uh, Bobby Guitaro. Hey guys, hey Coleman, how you doing? Thanks for having me. For those of you who don't know Bobby's backstory, you you came to the U.S. to swim for UNCW. Is that right? So I came to the U.S. Uh, well, backtrack before before the United States. Okay. Um, so I, I came from Indonesia and from a small island called Bali. Um, in Indonesia, in a lot of small countries, they they value their Olympic sport athletes. Uh, they see their Olympic sport as the ambassador of the country and they want to take care of them in terms of uh, education wise and living wise. And a lot of us you know, that, that in, uh, involved in the Olympic sports, we come from a family that, you know, don't make in at all, don't make money at all. Uh, that was my family case. Uh, we kind of check to check. Um, I learned how to swim from nonprofit organization in Bali uh, I wanted to learn how to surf, and I don't know how to swim. Well, I don't know. I don't have any board, or I don't know how to swim. But I, I, I went. I go to the beach just watching, and every time, and this nonprofit organization teach me how to swim. So that's how I started swimming. And but the Indonesian government have a program. They call it the long term program. Started at 12 years old, until your the end of your high school, really. Um, so if you can only get into the program if you're in the top two. Uh, in your age group and also yeah in the nation wow. and also like maintain a pretty good academic standards um, so I was picked when I was 12 so I moved to the next island so since 12 years old I've only seen my family once or twice every year oh, uh, wow. because of that so by the time I get my sophomore year the deal was they're gonna send me to bowl school down in okay. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Because they have a really great, uh, you know, uh, repetition in the whole world really. So the, the, the deal was the Indonesian government will send me to bowls and to pay for my education for two years to get used to with the education and the lifestyle and the swimming and get better in swimming, obviously. Uh, but at the end of two years, if I don't find a scholarship, I got to go home and, figure out what I need to do. Uh, okay. If I find scholarship, yeah. I get to stay. So the <laughs> idea is they wanted me to stay focused, stay uh, motivated to, if I want to do this, you got to do your own. Uh, so that's when I find, when that's when I met up with UNC Wilmington because uh, Dave Allen was there and Todd DeSorbo was the, the assistant coach. Uh, no way. Mer- yeah. Had Todd, no idea. So Todd was my, yep. So Todd was my, uh, my coach uh, in college. Um, so we have, we have fun time together. Um, so yeah, so I, I was, I was training like six months with Dave Allen's and then, uh, my, my Christmas, uh, gift is, uh, moving on to the spring group. <laughs> so that's pretty much my Christmas gift every year, so, which is fine. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the, be- the beginning. Okay. So who did you, was, was Sergio at Bulls when you swam there or no? 
it was it was Jeff Popel, who was the head coach oh, okay. of the yeah Florida women now. So he was my coach. And then my last par of bowls, uh, Rick Bishop was my coach, who is the head uh, associate head coach at Michigan. Wow! So you've had your fair. You've you've been you've been coached by some some real legends. Great coaches. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I learn every. I mean, Jeff Opel teaches me how to swim. Seven thousand practices, <laughs> six thousand, six thousand practices, and then uh, and then Rick Bishop introducing me into more middle distance and sprint and and UNCW with Dave Allen is an old school and then Titus a new school. So it's really very rich uh, knowledge in terms of the people that I can learn from. Yeah. So, so what kind of swimmer were you? I, you, you got to go to sprint group. What, what were your events? Yeah. What was your best stroke? Well, first of all, I was not a good swimmer. Let's, let's put it that, <laughs> that way first. <laughs> um, I was uh, awful in breaststroke. <laughs> uh, I was, I was solid in butterfly backstroke and freestyle. I was a uh, underwater kicker a little bit more. And, um, I swim 200 IM as my third event, but mainly hunt a fly, hunt a back. Uh, and then I do sprint relays. Um, okay. so yeah, sorry. I, I thought I, I thought I, uh, I, I'm online on my phone. So people <laughs> oh, are yeah, calling no. me. I thought I put a do not disturb. Oh, no worries. <laughs> um, all right, so so you get to UNCW. I'm I'm guessing you had a pretty positive experience there. Oh, positive! I think the, the biggest thing was uh, the community. It was such uh, when I when I went there, because Dave Allen has been there for so long, and everybody knows the swimming and diving program. Uh, such a rich uh, history um, of success uh, in and out of the pool. And I remember that, you know, as an international student that don't have family in the United States, they really welcomed me to their family. Uh, you know, not only the swimmers and divers, uh, but also the Wilmington community. I'm still in touch with the families that I taught swim lessons like 15 years ago. For, well, no, sorry, eight years ago. Uh, and, you know, or 10 years ago that, you know, now these kids there some of them are about to go to college swim in college and they they would text me like hey so and so is going to swim college this fall i'm like wow that's amazing they, you know i remember when so and so learned how to swim you know so i think i value those relationships um that makes that makes my you know my experience in wilmington it's just that's my home mm -hmm. and so uh how long were you there and then what Mm -hmm. you know what happened the, the in sure. a couple of years after after UNCW sure. so when I uh so I, once I I was almost done with with swimming uh I worked immediately with internal audit department at UNC Wilmington mm -hmm. um where it was from I, I worked from eight o'clock to two o'clock and then you know fortunately you know coach Dave Allen didn't really have any volunteer assistant coach uh, that year and I told him hey I'm still here. I'd love to be on the pool deck. Just be fly on the wall, you know, just learn from you. Just hang out with you, really. Um, so, so I came to practice pretty much from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock and then just kind of coach every day after because I love, I love the sport. You know? mm -hmm. um, so I would go and turn an audit and then kind of do volunteer assistant coaching. And then, and then I went off to uh, work for Deloitte for a little bit. It's, it's more, it was an internship that moving on into, into a full-time job in accounting. Mm -hmm. Um, but after that, you know, and then at the time that year, Todd was already at NC state. Okay. Uh, 
So, and then Braden and Todd, uh, you know, contacted me and they're looking for a graduate assistant position and uh, they're looking for somebody to fill in their graduate assistant position. So, and I was just kind of like, oh, I have a good job. I was going to go back to USU Wilmington for a master. I was going to be a TA, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in an accounting program. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I went visit Braden and Todd here in, in, in Raleigh and, I, it was just like their, their really their interaction. It was just kind of, you know what? I, I felt it that day where this is pretty cool place. I think, I think Braden has something special going on in Raleigh where talking to Braden at the time, you know, we were probably what eighth or seventh in the ACC, both teams. And <laughs> okay. but I knew, I knew he has, he had a vision that, you know, we're going to win. It's just a matter of when, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that's, that makes me like, you know, I, I really enjoy that. How do you say that motiv- motivated feeling, you know, and, and, and I wanted to go back to master and that learn more about youth sport, youth development. So that's what I did. And, and I just want to see, you know, with my swim lessons background, with all the you know, summer leagues, so I'm really interested on giving back. So, Hey, what can I learn more on how, what's the, really the connection between, you know, the sport, youth sport and how they grow up really. So that's kind of like what I did for master program. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, a year or two years position becoming four years position, becoming fifth year position and becoming associate head coach. And, (laughs) and here I am now, eight years later, you know, I was still at NC state and then, uh, and then this opportunity came along, you know, and my wife and I talk about it. And my wife is a big surfer. She's from North Carolina, um, you know, living on the beach. And my wife, remember, I asked her four years ago before we got engaged, I, I asked her, like, if I moved to Wilmington, would you come with me? She remembered that when I talked, like, you asked me four years ago before we got engaged. So I say yes. And and this time, you ask me again, I'll say yes. <laughs> you know? That's that's so cool. So, so you uh, went to NC State as a grad assistant in 2012. Yep. Okay. 2012. Yeah. So you're yeah. So you're there for eight years, which which is awesome. Uh, did you did you you know before before today officially you know you were in sure. NC State's sprint coach. Were you always working with sprinters um, or were you kind of all over the place? Honestly, my, my first two years, uh, Braden did a really fantastic job uh, making sure that I was exposed to every aspect of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was mainly working with the sprint, but uh, I have some days that working with middle distance and I have some days that working for, with Gary Taylor uh, in the it, now at Auburn, you know, yeah. so and uh, and and the and the distance side, so and and Gary probably didn't enjoy at the time because uh, I would go to his office and just kind of have my notes going. I'm just like, all right, dude, tell me about why you're doing this, why you doing that, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but and and then and obviously same thing with Mark Bernardino now. Like I just like, why are you doing this? What's going on? I want to know. Like, well. Previous one, they, they do power on Tuesday. Now you do power on this. Now you do two powers in the first semester. What's going on? So I really want to know, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I really like the, the science of swimming. So the first two years really 
bouncing back and forth uh, just all over the place. Um, I didn't take a single morning off my first two years. So literally from, I go double every day all the way until Saturday morning. Uh, and once and to, to make a little bit extra money, um, I, would, I was working as a part-time coach for a club team from 6 o'clock to 9 p.m. every day. So, so I would go from like 4.45 to 9 p.m. I get back, I would eat, and I don't, know, I, I don't know how I did this, but I would do all my grad school work as well at night. And I remember there are a few nights that I spent, some, spent a night in, in the library because I'm like, man, I'm done at 2 o'clock. I'm like, well, I got to wake up at 4.30 for 5.30 practice. <laughs> so I'm just going to find a spot and sleep and let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, get some coffee on the way let's go i last time i was in raleigh for pancakes which was this fall i i remember you telling me or or the staff telling me you didn't you didn't have a car right six years (laughs) the six years you you biked everywhere is that everywhere yeah everywhere uh winter time is 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 (laughs) tough worst tough (laughs) um no, yeah, I mean, you know, again, my, I'll be honest with you, I think, you know, with my family background, when this is my American dream, right, and, and everyone's that living the American dream, they also still have family at home that you got to support, you know, even when I make very little money, you know, I try my best, right, I call it like the 25%, got to go back home, got to help my family so to me like hey why would i spend money for car payment if i can help my family with that because you know 300 400 500 that makes a huge difference in 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 uh, developing countries uh you know so for and to me i think that's that was it really you just kind of i'm okay and i can figure it out and uh you know it's not always easy but but you know there was my my family sacrificed a lot for me to be here uh, and it's time for me to give back. So, yeah, so that was it really. But it was fun. I mean, it was, you know, I would sometimes get my coffee. And it, when it rains in December, oh, God. And I know I wake up at 4.30 and I hear the rain drop. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to need an extra coffee because it's going to be freezing outside and I'm going to be wet. <laughs> because, uh, so I would always have like a extra sets of uh clothing because you know i would be soaking wet and it's not fun coaching and soaking wet you know so so yeah yeah that's that is so admirable and so cool that that you were able to you had that opportunity to give back to your family and you did i mm-hmm. we haven't even talked about your family do you do you have siblings uh what do your parents I do. do yeah so my uh my my mother is a teacher and then uh my father works as a he has a, a small, well, he had a small um, company. No, I wouldn't say company. It's like a family business. Uh, it's a printing business. He was, it was a printing business. Okay. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out and, you know, they, they have to move and everything. But uh, my mom still teach uh, every day and we try to do FaceTime almost every couple of days just to catch up. See, they don't care about me anymore. They care about the baby now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, my brother... He is working in the film industry in oh, Indonesia. Cool. Yeah, so he is a partner for, as a uh, uh, 
in, in a production house. So, you know, he's, he's the business side of it. So mm-hmm. he's doing, he's doing really well. He's, he's making name up for himself. So, so yeah, they're, they're still living in Indonesia. Okay. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, that's super cool. And so, so you start it, you start there at NC state working with everyone, mostly sprints. Um, I mean, I've seen your sprint practices there. I, they might be the most elaborate, you know, workouts for 3000 yards that I've ever seen. Um, you know, tell me about developing your, your creativity. Oh, <laughs> there he is. Sure. You know, I think it's, it's, it's the easiest way to explain it. It's really, you know, I understand the science of behind it. I understand what we're looking for. Um, but you know, I think coaching in the sport and coaching in anything, or you, you got to create an environment where they're staying engaged. Uh, I think that's really important. The quality over quantity, right? Um, you know, whatever science. So for me, it's, it's all about sprinting is all about maintenance of, uh, power production really. Right. So, and then however I build it throughout the week. So my Monday's theme is really a heavy power production. So it's going to be very short, um, you know, not much more than seven seconds, you know, for a lot of times, plenty five seconds, a lot. That's how my brain works. So like, okay, this is uh, pure power. So everything above five seconds, they're not going to be able to maintain the power. So mm-hmm. a lot of time repetition is like, five seconds or less, seven seconds or less on Mondays. And then on Tuesday is going to be a little bit more different coaches call it different ways. You know, um, if more people talking about speed endurance or like repeat fifties or whatever, but in my mind, like, okay, uh, if Monday we focus on the really high end power on Tuesday, I want to focus on a little bit of steel power production, but it's not as high power be a little bit below that. So, the duration is going to be maybe seven to 15 seconds, you know, like, and still that explosive work, you know, but not as, not as, uh, not as high quality as Monday. And then I, I use Wednesday as uh, really uh, focusing on what I call it is the heart rate. Um, it's a heart rate health. So really kind of your heart is everything, right. And it really control your performance, your body performance. So that's, that's, that's Wednesday, get off from all the power, get off of those, that high intensity. Uh, so really just focusing on the heart rate. And then I re- kind of repeat Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now that's kind of like in my mind, and I know a little bit more detail, obviously, and what we need. Uh, but from there, you know, you're going to be as creative as you want because my brain is really working in seconds. It makes it easier for me to, to be as creative because you can do so much to go seven seconds power production. You don't have to be swimming all the time, right? Um, but leading up to that stuff, so we can still do some skill work, and skill work is very important. So, so I think to me, those are kind of like the combination of thoughts of what, uh, uh, how, how my background in terms of writing practices. Um, yeah. You know. So yeah, it's it's it's, and then obviously with female and male, it's a little bit different, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, trying to be as. Uh, as make it make it the environment as engaged as possible because it's it's so hard as the, the sport the sport is so hard you know so if they're staying engaged for an hour and a half we're great we're good you know so so I think that's that's kind of the, the goal every time yeah 
which I, that makes sense. The the more coaches I talk to, yeah, the the more it sounds like swimming's not fun, and and we yeah. it's our job to make it fun. Um, so in in your time at NC State, you yeah. know, we've from the outside looking in, there was a lot of great athletes that that you guys worked with. Um, f- from your perspective, was there an athlete or two that that did things in practice that made your jaw go slack? That just you were like what uh you know on on a weekly or daily basis sure. i honestly a, a lot a lot of a lot of moment where yeah i think uh well i think my first few years was really opening up my eyes a little bit more where i never really exposed to that type of talented athletes before you know i mean I mean, I, I remember like so for somebody pushing 47 and for a guy in a hundred freestyle and girls to push like 52, 53 in a hundred freestyle in practice, I'm like, what? What just happened here? You know? And then, yeah. and then, and then you got a set of group of people in 2016. There was freshmen like the Ryan Hell class and Hennessy Stewart, you know, and Anton Ibsen. Those three guys are in the same class, and they came in. They just started breaking barriers and we were just kind of like, man, this is insane. You know, um, it's just like, um, I think, uh, one thing that I learned about Braden is he's a very good motivator. He is, he really, um, he can mix the, 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 the emotional part of it. And then, the, and then also the, the, uh, the intensity of it. Um, it's, I learned a lot from him just from, standing alongside of him and just just or just sitting with him just talking shop um i think the, the that is the big thing because you know brain is very powerful when you have a head coach that like Braden is it's you're just motivated every day and you believe that you can do something that something impossible you just go for it right and then you you never know the worst come worse is you didn't hit it that's fine you know, and we'll just go again, just give your best. Right. So yeah, there, there, there were plenty of moments that like, you know, and, and to me, I think a lot of, it's a lot more great moments in practice than in the meet, honestly, you know, it's in the meet, meets is, it's, it's fun, but you know, I, I really enjoy being on deck at practice, just watching this kids and just going after it. Um, yeah. I think the moment that I really enjoy, to be honest, um, you know, I, I think everyone who's about to go to college, be ready to hit a wall at some point. I know I make my biggest mistake probably when I was in college and I turn around and, you know, rally around and, and, and turn, I learn from it and move forward, right? And I was fortunate to have uh, coaches that, that care about me as a person. Um, and I think for me, that is the most... Uh, uh, the most jaw-dropping moment for me is to watch somebody who struggled the, the year before and then turn around the next year, just did fantastic job. Um, I had a great opportunity to work with this guy named Luke Sobolowski from Ohio. It's uh, nobody, he didn't really, he didn't qualify when he just missed it this past year, but he had a tough two years. Um, he never gave up on me and I never give up on him. Um, we saw our lowest moment, like we sit down in the office, you know, like two grown men and just kind of like tear up. Like I see sometimes emotional for coaches too, when somebody, you know, tear up, like this is the first time 
I fail, you know, and I never failed before. It's the first time I fail. And, and I told him like, that's okay to fail, but you didn't quit. You don't quit. So, so we'll figure this out, you know, and one way or the other. And I told him, sometimes athletics is very, it's very hard, right? You, you always want to think that you'll be successful in whatever you do, but you may not be successful in whatever you do in athletics wise. You may not get a best time. That's just the way it is. It's just world, right? Uh, but I remember my message to him going into this past season was, you know, if you give everything, you're going to learn life lessons out of this experience. You, you will come out ahead. Trust me on that. That's for sure. I can guarantee you that. And he turned around, man, dropping from a 21 to 19.7 and he turned around from 48 in a hundred fly to 46.0 um, split. 20.2 in our 20 medley relay in a fly. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was just kind of the moment where it, it, we worked together for so long and we're finally click, you know, finally we never give up on, Hey, it's a puzzle. If there's a piece that can't fit in that specifically, you know, empty spot, don't, don't, don't try to just force it. Just get to find the, the right fit, you know, right. Find the right piece for it. Um, so that was kind of like the moment where he's done some incredible thing. He did a best time. He went on 47 in practice, like in, in January and with the suit, I'm like, and he just, he came up to me, I'm going 45. <laughs> like I'm going, I was like, okay, uh, let's, let's go 46 first. <laughs> 45. <laughs> Baby so, steps. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the, I mean, but those are the moment where it's more like Joe dropping moment for me because wow, you did it good. Like you did it girl. Like that, that is awesome. You know? So, so yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to, before we hit on, you know, moving forward to UNCW, I want to hit on sure. one, one more little point. I, I don't remember if like we reported on this or, or if I just, you know, talked to you guys about it, but, um, you know, speaking of a, of a, of a low turning into a high, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan held made the Olympic team and then had a mm-hmm. couple down, really not even years, just it, it national at summer nationals mm-hmm. in 17 and yeah. 18. I know he didn't yeah. perform the way he wanted to. And then, mm-hmm. uh, heading into 2018 short course worlds that fall, you guys, you know, kind of, kind of rewrote the script for him. Can you talk a little bit about that process? Sure. It was, it was the hottest, uh, summer, I think, um, you know, and I take responsibility of his summer, uh, prior to that short course season. Um, you know, I just accepted the job, I think the previous year and then, uh, uh, that summer. And then I, I, I got married that summer and it was really just kind of a lot of up and down, you know, and then, uh, and then we're coming into the year we, we did really well. And then the, the following summer, there are some things that, uh, it didn't click really until not necessarily swimming wise, but I think just combination really, you know, and. And then uh, it was a tough summer. It was a tough summer. And, you know, and it was, it was uh, you know, for somebody like him, he's done such amazing things. You always, you only want the best for him, right? Uh, when you see the results finish seventh, that's, you're the first man out of the world championships. Um, it was a long night. Um, we didn't really talk much that day. And I told him, like, go spend some time with your family. And we'll, when, let's not talk shop. Let's not talk swimming. And, you know, you've done, you've done your best. Let's move on for t- tonight. Uh, and then we talk about it. Uh, in the end of summer, we go grab coffee. And then I told them, hey, 
you know, I want to help you to find the love in the sport, get that love back. That's let's fall in love to the sport, right? Um, this Olympics is two years at the, at the time, two years away, you know? Right. So let's just focus on, yeah, yeah. I love what I'm doing. You know, this is fun, you know? So I told him, like, I want, I want you to be open with what I'm doing here. Okay. And I, I want to, I wanted to limit you in terms of what you do in the water, but I want to do everything outside the water. Um, we always thought that he's never really hit, um, the, his growth yet as an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, our strength conditioning coach is a huge part uh, of, uh, of the program. Uh, Nate Brookerson, I sit down with Nate like probably once a week minimum. We go to the sushi place like almost once a week just for our lunch just to talk about, you know. Um, but I spoke with Nate. Nate. Nate and I agree that let's get after his growth as an athlete rather than a swimmer. So we put a lot of emphasis on the weight room. Like I think he was in a weight room for like five days a week. Um, not, not, in, not, yeah, on, in, in September. He was in uh, leading up to world championships in December. In August, he was in weightlifting five days a week. Now, keep in mind, he wasn't in the team in August. He was, he was notified that he was in the team like maybe four weeks before the, the, the world championship, Shokers World Championships. <laughs> right. So, so, so we didn't have anything in december you know so we're just like this is perfect clean sheet of paper let's go you know yeah um so so that was kind of the big moment where you know let's let the athlete grow when in the water just really focus on skill work um you know no volume like i told him i don't care how much volume we do only 45 minutes in the water but everything we do is like you you don't do any warm down i don't do any warm-up I just full focus on whatever we want to focus on that technique wise. That's it on August. And then as we move on, instead of building up his uh, endurance or just heart rate, whatever, uh, whatever you call it, I, I start introducing more a, like a salt bike uh, outside the pool uh, instead of in the water. So I'm like, Hey, you know, no, we're not gonna, we're going to build your uh, aerobic capacity, but we're building outside the pool and just to streamline it with, being an athlete, you know, some great athletes don't swim and they're, they're great. So you can do that. Right. Uh, really streamline with what we do outside the pool and in the water wise, I start introducing some uh, speed work, just kind of introduce this, the, the fast movement a little bit more, some fast skill. Um, so, and, and, and really, and then by the end, we only train in the waters three times a week, uh, in September and yeah, that's it. And it, it, he wanted to, he wanted like, dude, like, you you killing me, Bobby? Like I, I want to get in. Like no, no, <laughs> not allowed to swim. Uh, but the, my idea is like I want him to. Wow, I missed it. I miss going back in the water. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm not giving him the access to the water when he wants to, because my the goal is to for him to fall in love back in the sport. Right? It's too hard. Too summer hard moment. That's hard to turn around after Olympic gold and uh, Olympic gold medalist. That's really hard. So for me, I was really strict when it comes to like, no, I don't care. Like we're, we're going three times, three times. That's the, that's the plan. You know, you're still working hard. You're working hard. You just need no water. That's fine. And then, uh, and then we received the news and we move off to four, four times, four times a week. We received the news that, Hey, we want to put Ryan Hell in a world championship team. I, you know, at first as a curse, I'm like, 
oh shoot, we haven't done anything. <laughs> you know, what are we gonna do? <laughs> but but for me, I'm like, I asked Ryan, we'd sit down, Ryan, like, I haven't done anything. I mean, not necessarily. You've been doing a lot of work. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you haven't swim six days a week, but you you've drawn plenty of things. You know, and like, let's accept it. Let's go for it. Okay. It was like, now, am I swimming like every day? Like, nope, you're swimming four days a week. That's it. So <laughs> even leading up to, to World Championship, he's never hit the water four days a week. And in terms of training-wise, I didn't really do any uh, aerobic capacity in the water. I just I do a lot of uh, like speed endurance, like just really power production in the water. And Wednesday, typically, he would go heart rate capacity work, uh, you know, on, on, a, on a yearly basis. I told him, like, that's your rest day. Nothing. Zero. No, in the water. Wednesday is just like, chill out, enjoy the day. That's it. You know, and, and maybe stretch, do yoga, and that, that's it. You know, and then we hit the water again. And, yeah, it worked out really well. I think uh, he swam really fast in, in Waltz, uh, 45 in Sopras Mirror and 20 point, I think. Um, you know, I think to me, you know, it's fun to watch him smile again. I, I think I remember – we were in the middle of uh, morning practice, and it was morning practice, and we pull everybody at four. Well, I told like we're stopping because Ryan's swimming like for finals. You know, we're gonna watch this uh, for minute. I mean, he's gonna win gold medal. I know with the team USA. So let's watch. You know, uh, it, it was fun to watch the smile in his face. You know, and uh, so that that was kind of like our biggest job, I think, that fall to to put the love back into him and. And he, he took it and ran with it. I mean, we were very excited to watch that 47-3 this summer. Uh, you know, we continue to support him. And he's a great guy. He's a better guy than he is a swimmer. So that tells you about the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember hearing this story. And it was, it, you know, it, again, just a great example of how creative we can get with swimming. Super cool. And then to the first session of the meet, to see him break an American record leading off the relay see him anchor that relay in finals and you know they win by eight one hundredths and then i think he was on every single finals relay at that mm-hmm. meet you know anchored yeah. like three of them they won three of the relay it was, yeah it was very he's, cool he's, he swam the 20 freestyle he texted <laughs> me well he texted me like hey the one we swim the 800 freestyle i'm like huh wait a, I'm like yeah sure Go after it. I was just kind of <laughs> like, not? oh, I don't know if you're going to finish eight laps. Like, I told Ray, like, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to finish eight. But he went 143, I think, or 144. 143.0. 143.0, yeah. I mean, so he was on pace for like 141. And the last <laughs> year, he was like, yep, we don't do this work. <laughs> but, uh, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah, again, one of my favorite stories in swimming that I, that I've come across. Um, all right. So, so, uh, so you're going at UNCW, you know, yeah. you, you get this opportunity, the, the place that in your words gave you the American dream. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what are you looking forward to about getting, getting to the helm of UNCW? Sure. I think the, the big thing is about, um, understand that I'm coming home. And I want to create that this is my home. And I want everybody to know that, you know, I, I'm very passionate about this program. I'm very connected with the alumni. Uh, you know, they're, 
so many text messages from alumni call phone calls and uh, from the alumni how excited they are and i think that to me first and foremost i want them to know i want everybody to know that this is my home and with that being said you know you want to create a stability for your home right and you want to create a successful future um you know we're talking in a sport where I think any head coach would think about this, not necessarily just your success in the water, but also financial stability. Uh, and I think that's huge. You know, I think for me, um, that's one of my biggest responsibility and, and I feel good. I mean, we've been in the talk with UNC Wilmington for a long time now that, you know, it's very stable uh, athletic department and they're working really, really hard to make sure that we can win. Uh, and I think that's to me, you know, Hey, okay. They want to win, and I want to win. Uh, you know, and I want. I think my aspiration is to create the best mid-major program in the nation. Uh, to be sim- simple, right? I think that's my vision with UNC Wilmington. We're a mid-major program with seventeen thousand uh, total students in the institution. Uh, we're on the beach, so I mean, you know, I think it's just the combination. We have a good facility. We got eight lanes, of course, yard, and then we got a a, a separate diving tank uh, that's owned by the athletic department. Uh, and we have a long course pool about, you know, less than an hour away uh, up north in the ocean. Yeah. So it's to me, it's like, okay, we, we can really, we can really do something special. Right. Um, and I think the goal is like, Hey, you know, if you're creating stability, maybe down the road, we can really work with the city of Wilmington because it is really community. I'm talking about Coleman. I'm talking about 1200 people learn how to swim each summer kids, 1200 kids learn how to swim each summer, each year. Can you imagine? So, so the community is very invested to our program. And, and I think that's great for the city of Wilmington. I wanna, hey, you know, we're the best water town in the state of North Carolina now. And we have a lot of straight flight to, to New York. We have three straight flights to New York City a day. We got straight flight to Atlanta. So it's, it's a really easy access. So let's grow the sport in Wilmington. So I think to me, the combination of those two, two three together, uh, in my opinion, it's really appealing for us and our family and for our, the future of our family. So, so yeah, I think the big thing is I want to make myself home, really, right? And I want to build the foundation of how we can really build a home for the future. Uh, that's, that's really understanding that every student athlete has got to understand that the priority is going to be put everything outside the pool first. We have to prioritize our academic and we have to prioritize how we represent the athletic department. And when we have truly understanding on that, we will be performing very nicely in the water. So, so I think once we, we kind of have the, the, the big plan, the big vision. So, so I think now it's time to build relationship with every student athlete. So I think that's kind of the, the step, like I want to know what's your major, what do you want to do in college? I mean, after college, you know, where are you from? And let's not talk about, let's not talk about training. Let's talk about you and talk about me. And that's my plan over the next few days. Just have a phone call, just get them to know me and they'll, some of them's going to be on the call with my baby. The baby's crying next to me. Like, hey, that's Judson. So you know, <laughs> you'll be seeing him on the pool deck. So, so yeah. So that's kind of the, the initial uh, thoughts. Yeah. How, how big is the team? The team is we have a total 24 on the men, a total 58. Okay. 
yeah so so it's pretty good size it's yeah. a pretty good size yeah um it's pretty uh, they're pretty flexible in terms of we can go up a little bit more we can go down a little bit more depends on the year okay uh but but i, I want to make sure that it's not going up too high just because you know it, it's uh, we want to be able to to give a quality coaching for every student athlete yeah well, uh, Bobby, I think you've said it all, but uh, as, as we close out here, any parting thoughts uh, before we go? No, I, mean, I think, you, again, you guys are doing a fantastic job, and, you know, swimming has given me so much. It's been fun to watch the growth of what you guys do for the sport. Uh, I am really ex- – I'm very excited to come home to – uh, UNC Wilmington and and to help to grow the sport and not only in the collegiate level, but like I said, you know, teaching swim lessons for thousand to twelve hundred kids per summer, you can't get better than that, right? So so I think as a swimming community, we gotta stick to we gotta stay together. We gotta help one another, especially in this uncertain time. And 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 yeah, I'm looking forward to continue uh you know, getting in touch with you guys, hopefully having you come down to the beach. And uh, I know a great pancake place uh, at the beach and, uh, and we'll have a good time for sure. Bobby, you've, you've got my number. I can't wait till, uh, till, I, till I get to travel again, hit the road and, and get down to Wilmington for some pancakes. I pre- yeah, absolutely, man. Thank <laughs> you for your time. I appreciate it, Coleman. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. We, we appreciate it as well. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.